Hello and welcome to the Holy Smokes podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to episode welcome back. episode 13, uh, lucky 13. episode, episode. <laughs> we made episode, it's an episode. <laughs> episode 13. Yep. Alright, uh, so Nate, how's your weekend? <laughs> weekend, yeah, because you can ask that now, because we are, Cause we we're now on recording on day. Mondays. Yeah. That's what's going on. Mm-hmm. We used to record uh, no, on it's Thursdays. Good. Now it's Mondays. Yeah, now it's Mondays. Um, it's weekend is pretty good. Went. What did I do? Went to. Um, oh, went to uh, do like a little brunch thing uh, with some of uh, my wife's uh, relatives that are going to be moving out uh, out of state. Uh, they just got married and just got back from their honeymoon. So, cool. um, yeah, um, I, th- I think they're moving to Colorado or something like that. I'm probably wrong. Um, but yeah, I just like hung out with them for a little bit. Um, I'm trying to remember what else he did. I think that might have really been it. Yeah, what about you? Yeah, so my mom was visiting. Ooh. So she flew up from Southern California to spend the weekend with us, which is fun. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we have we have an extra bedroom, so she stayed in the guest room. Spent uh-huh. the weekend hanging out with her, and she was, you know, being doing as mothers do. <laughs> do we not know what that means? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what that means. Um, I don't know. Like, so when you're married, right, and, like, mom comes to visit, they, like, their maternal instincts kick on, and they start to, like, do things in the house or oh. try to, like, take care of us, you know? So she was... Uh, she, like, she was, try to, like do your laundry and iron your underwear or something whoa no definitely not that far uh, <laughs> but like i mean little things like uh um she was uh, she brought a bunch of food that she had cooked before she flew up things oh, like i was that. gonna say i bet she brought food yeah definitely brought food so stuff like that <laughs> yeah uh but yeah it was pretty cool pretty chill a lot of homework uh-huh. this weekend so i also did that too uh yeah so uh interesting fact mm-hmm. we've had two episodes talking about the liturgy but we haven't even really like jumped into the mass and i think that's where we're gonna head this episode yeah yeah so side note we're two minutes in if you've already started listening and you haven't heard episode 11 and if before that you haven't heard episode sorry if you haven't heard episode 12 or 11 you want yep. to jump back and listen to those first for a little bit of context. In episode 11, we talk about um, the idea of worship and sacrifice. And then um, uh, in episode 12, we talked about we talk about the act of worship and what it means to actively participate mm-hmm. in that worship. All right. Cool. It's, so it's, it's sort of weird, Nate, because as we're preparing for this, like we're, we now have to think sort of like, a couple weeks in advance and we have to live mm-hmm. in the future right and by the time people hear this they're literally days away from lent almost being over right so by the so time exciting. this comes out right so by the time people hear this it will be holy week right mm-hmm. that's right? right yeah so it will be past palm sunday and be right into holy week um, and hopefully we're able to make sense of a lot of the stuff that's going to be happening, um, because it's really what we wanted to dive into today. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, to sort of tie all the different things together as well as to sort of jump into the mass, 
I thought it would be useful to kind of go through my favorite liturgy throughout the year, which mm-hmm. is uh, Easter Sunday Vigil, mm-hmm. also known as the world's longest vigil, also known yeah. as Mass on Steroids, also known as the very start of when you can have things that you gave up for that. <laughs> but let, let's let's backtrack because it is definitely it is definitely. Hold on, actually, before that, because this is some some people look forward to christmas and some people look forward to things like easter the one day that jerome looks forward to the most in my opinion and the, the time that i have known him um is easter vigil mass like that is like him opening all of his christmas gifts on one oh, day gosh. but not on christmas it's on Easter vis- on Easter Vigil, if if it could be switched around sometime, like if he could open up presents, he'd put it on Easter Vigil because that's yeah. exactly what it is. You know, like no one has said it more perfectly than you. That's how you know we're I- friends. <laughs> <laughs> and I've I've never really met anybody that's like all about like all about Easter Vigil because I'm like and and I and I tr- I, I really appreciate the uh, the the um I guess like the way that the the liturgy really um like comes to life during 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 this time like especially starting with like the sunday that just passed um but like drome loves it like he yes. is all about it and i remember before he'd be like <laughs> he'd be down he'd be like hey you want to come to easter vigil and i was like sure like why not and i went and i was <laughs> and after the first reading i was all like all right cool and then the second one like, all right and then the, the the third and then the fourth and i was like wait a minute what is going like, on here? what did i just get swindled <laughs> into right now <laughs> yep. and i look at the i look at the missile and i just keep like flipping through pages and pages i'm like god the pages don't end <laughs> they just keep going and going yep. um but i but i i definitely appreciate and like i will i will try my best to go to um, easter vigil masses uh each year uh that mm-hmm. went last year um took i took my wife with me and uh, and we bought bells um uh, because right. uh the, it said very very clearly to bring bells uh for the for the vigils so i was like oh heck right. yeah, i'm gonna bring these bells <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, so you, it's yeah if you can't tell I'm a really, really, really big fan of this. And it's actually something that if you've been listening to any of the episodes, you're always like once in a while be like, yeah, we should really oh, do an episode yeah. on Easter Vigil. Oh, Nate, we should really do that episode on Easter Vigil. Hey, Nate, by the way, episode Easter Vigil. That's, <laughs> I, I feel like that's what like he's been like leading up to this. He's been like, he's been like rubbing his hands together for this. Like, all right, here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> Uh, you could probably turn it into a drinking game. Like, have a swig of your beer every time I say Easter Vigil. Oh, my Easter gosh. Vigil. Easter Vigil, good Lord. Uh. We'd be destroyed. We'd all be done. <laughs> um. <laughs> all right. So let's take a step back first and kind of understand the backdrop of Easter Vigil, right? Yeah. Because here we are. We're getting people excited about it. Or maybe not. Maybe they're just like, whatever I don't think it's just, it's just you. <laughs> maybe I'm the only one excited. All right. Uh, And so Easter Vigil happens within the context of what we call the Triduum. And the Mm -hmm. Triduum, I really hope I'm saying that right, is is the summit. It's really considered the summit of the liturgical year of our church. Um, And the reason for that is because um, although Christmas is great and super important, the mm-hmm. summit of our the summit of our year happens on Easter because it is it is the most important celebration that we have as Christians. 
as St. Paul says, without the resurrection, um, you know, like our faith is for naught. Like it, there's, right. there's no reason to it. Right. So the, right. the celebration of the resurrection is the most important thing that we can do. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one thing about the, the Easter Triduum, um, it is its own liturgical season. Very much like how you have Advent, you have um, Lent, you have Ordinary mm-hmm. Time. Uh, the Easter Triduum is another season, the shortest season, mm-hmm. but probably the most prominent out of all the liturgical seasons throughout the entire year. Right. And so the Triduum, as you can guess, is comprised of three things. Um, those three things are the Mass of the Lord's Supper, um, also mm-hmm. known as Holy Thursday, yep. the Good, Good Friday of the Lord's Passion, Mm-hmm. And then the mass of the resurrection of the Lord. Those three things comprise of what we are referring to as the Triduum. Mm-hmm. Um, in old times, and actually, it, like for example, uh, I, I spent one Easter or Holy Week in the Philippines. And in more Catholic countries, everything shuts down for Holy yeah. Week. At, and, and especially over these three days, it's encouraged that people attend liturgy on these three days mm-hmm. uh holy thursday good friday and uh and then that um easter mass and hopefully mm-hmm. that that consists of for you the vigil mass. Yes. Right. um so it, it is it, it is like a three for now if you can't make it to all three obviously there <laughs> we're not we're not holding that against you people have things to do but if you can attend all three it's highly 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 encouraged yeah, yeah, like my, my job. Um, I'm really fortunate, and I I have to just double check, but like my my work, I think they're I think they're giving us Good Friday off. Oh, cool, awesome. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. So I normally just request every year. I request Good Friday off like way in mm. advance, just to make sure I have the day off. Just because yeah. I again I really like I really like <laughs> uh, really really like this like part I'm of really. I really the liturgical season. <laughs> so uh, the reason it's encouraged to participate in these parts of of our liturgical year is because although I really enjoy Easter Vigil, it's again within the context of Holy Week and within the context of the Triduum. And yeah. if we're going into the context of the Triduum, this is the most solemn and somber moment of Lent. Nate mentioned, yes, it is sort of its separate uh, season, but it's you could also consider it with like within the season of Lent, within the season right. of the somberness. So like we really fall into the depths of our Lord's um, Last Supper, like the beginning mm-hmm. of his his uh, passion, all the way through Good Friday, going walking with him through all of the things that he suffered, only to experience the joy of the resurrection. Yeah. So that is sort of the backdrop and context of which the Easter Vigil Mass is celebrated. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep, yep. And so, um, I, I mean, and if hopefully people have gone to Mass on Sunday, mm-hmm. um, something that you might have noticed is that, um, you know, some of the, uh, the, the images might be covered right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, crucifix is very much likely to be covered um and and that usually like that's like a like that really sticks out during the season of lent um <clears throat> probably more than the other sundays because that that indicates a shift in in the 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 setting of the of the church um and it does kind of like set um a tone for 
the things that are to come. And so um, w- one of the reasons uh, why, why we cover up all of those things, um, yes, it does come before Holy Week, uh, prior the, the Sunday prior to Palm Sunday. Um, but we're, we're starting to enter into the time because again if we're if we're referring to the mass as we're, we're entering into that time um in which jesus instituted the eucharist right mm-hmm. uh we're entering into the time before we had those icons right right because during the time of christ we didn't have the 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 images of christ because there was we didn't have those icons yet there wasn't a need for it he right. was there and so that's one of the reasons um why we we cover up with some of those icons uh and I know, Jerome, you were, you were talking to me a little bit earlier about um, yep. some of the other reasons why we cover yeah. those up. It, it's very multifaceted. That's definitely one of those reasons. Um, another reason would also be that it's it's a deeper sense of mortification of of the senses. Um, when we talk about the, the liturgy, uh, last episode we were talking about, you know, actively participating in the liturgy. One of the beautiful parts about the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass is that we are engaged with our entire being, not just our minds, but our bodies, our senses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in this case, it's our sense of sight that is being mortified. We're taking away these beautiful and holy images. Mm-hmm. And what the church invites us to do, aside from sort of setting apart this time to kind of go back in time to our Lord, we're mm-hmm. also starting to mortify our senses so that we can more better um, uh, me- um, meditate that's the word. So we can better meditate on on the passion of our Lord. We're, we're putting right. all these other holy images aside so that we can be singularly focused on the week that's to come, on, on passion, on Passion Sunday, or Palm Sunday, yeah. um, uh, and and that uh, reflection of our Lord's passion. Right. Yeah. And by the time people listen to this, it'll be the day after yep. Palm Sunday, right? Right. Yeah. And so even then, you know, like we're, we're walking in with palms and we're... we're processing and we're welcoming our lord and we're it's sort of like this sort of joyous occasion in the same way that jesus was welcoming us to jerusalem we're like waving our palms we're like hey jesus right, welcome right you know? which kind of calls back to again another example of how we enter into the time yes right yeah um and so you see the 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 use of um of palms um so and, and uh and this is where people kind of get a little crazy with the palms a little bit sometimes oh yeah so uh, little things <laughs> <laughs> i can't i cannot i cannot do the i i think i still have it like this is like this crazy intricate like crucifix um weaved all out of palm leaves yeah and i'm like oh my gosh like, i can never do it like i can't even make the little cross nope like i, I try to do it. it try doing it snaps in half and i'm like oh well i guess i'm not doing anything with it <laughs> <laughs> guess this is waiting for ash wednesday next year yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so cool so here we are and right we've been taken away from like this uh all the images um images uh in the churches and things like that we enter into the triduum we go into holy thursday and again all these all these liturgies and celebrations are beautiful but really right now what we're going to do is we're going to spend time on easter vigil I definitely think it would be worthwhile later on for us or for any of those who are interested to look into, to look into the other liturgies of, of Holy Thursday of that la- liturgy of the Last Supper, and also right. the liturgy of um, Good Friday, which is beautiful in itself. No mass mm-hmm. is actually celebrated, right? right. And then you have uh, is it uh, the Tenebrae that's celebrated on on Saturday Friday or Saturday? Saturday, Saturday okay. yeah. Actually, yeah. if I you think... can find if you could find a church that celebrates it, because it's hard to find one down here. 
um we're we're, we're gonna be going a bit out of the way because we we try to we try to go to the tenebrae service every single year yeah and i think actually tenebrae is it's good friday and saturday and holy saturday oh, is it? Okay. yeah because we attend yeah i, I thought it, yeah attending. i th- thought it was friday because friday and then it's saturday is the vigil actually you're right i'm sorry good friday it happens on good okay. friday you're right i'm wrong as usual because I remember one attending point. it. Just one. Just one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he, um, sort of kind of working into that uh, Easter Vigil Mass, first of all, um, within the Triduum, like in, in Holy, after um, Holy Thursday and the liturgy, until that Easter Vigil, right, there is no mm-hmm. Mass celebrated. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Uh, in line with this mortification of like the senses and like entering into like this time of our Lord, here we are where mass is celebrated every day, mind you, outside of right. the liturgical year or outside of this part of this liturgical um, moment. And so after Holy Thursday, Jesus goes away into the altar of repose, and, which is just a basically a tabernacle to the side. He's taken out of the church, put into the side. On mm-hmm. Good Friday, we remember our Lord's Passion. We, a lot of times, traditionally, will reflect on the the seven last words of seven our Lord, um, yep. do the tenebrae. Um, and these are just very, like, somber moments, right? Yep. And then, so Easter Vigil Mass is celebrated, as you would imagine, on the Vigil of Easter, mm-hmm. <laughs> which translated means Saturday evening. Right. Uh, if you're in a place where it's dark, that's, it, I, I would argue, that's where you really feel the liturgy a lot, just because of the different liturgies that happen. Yeah. So let's just jump into it. What happens yeah, now? Yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Here we go. Just let me take a breath. <sighs> At this okay. point, I'm just going to shut off my microphone because this is... <laughs> <laughs> no, is, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> the, the, the rest of this is uh, the. Um, it's not the Holy Smokes podcast. It's just the Holy Smoke <laughs> podcast. Just you're the, the worst because he is. He, he. This is gonna be mostly him. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna sip on this. No, person. you shut up. Well, tell me. <laughs> tell me if this is your favorite part, though. The first part of Easter Vigil is that your favorite part? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay. I, I, I like I like the I like going to the Easter Vigil Mass because it's so like rich. Right. And so like the first part though, so if you're coming to Easter Vigil, pro tip, put your stuff down inside and then yeah. wait outside. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. If you have, um, this is what you should do. Because <laughs> this is what I did. Because mm-hmm. I have, I have, um, and I'm going to do a, sh- a plug here from uh, CC Watershed. Uh, I have this incredible um, missile, St. Isaac illuminated missile, um, lectionary and gradual. Um, if you have a chance to look them up, look them up. They have all kinds, I don't say all kinds of missiles, but they have one uh, even for Latin mass. But this one is quite big. Not too crazy big, probably about mm-hmm. maybe the size of an iPad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I put mine in the, in the church because it's large enough. I, I put that there, and then I think um, I put uh, <laughs> this is not what rosary should be used for. And I put the rosary <laughs> there too, so that I had a seat reserved for myself and my wife. Oh, and I put the bells there. That's what I did, not nice. the rosary. Nice. Bells. So people knew, like, oh, there's somebody here. So you're right. Pro tip put something 
in the church so you can come back to it because you're going to be outside exactly you so liturgy starts outside so mm-hmm. as people come outside you would have already saved your seat mm-hmm. <laughs> so, exactly pro tip. but uh, but honestly like uh, aside from that just get there early because um that that is a pretty packed mass mm-hmm. uh you might not think it is but um, you have to put into consideration also that uh, uh, other people are getting their sacraments for the first time because that's when we're bringing in the um, uh, or initiating the, uh, the catechumens. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you're, you're going to have those candidates, but also their family members. And right. that's going to take up a huge amount of the space there. So just get there early. Right. So maybe it'd be a good idea to kind of talk about the different parts of the Easter Vigil, and then break it down. So I'm not going to explain it all the way through, but this is basically how it starts. The very first part um, of the Easter Vigil is the solemn beginning of the Vigil, or the Mm -hmm. Lucinarium, or uh, the... It's also referred to as the Service of Light, the Lucinarium, the solemn beginning, the Service of Light. The Mm -hmm. second part of the Vigil is the liturgy of the word this is where most people get thrown off if they've never been because as nate said when you go to mass usually there's one reading at most two readings Mm -hmm. here we will have seven initially count them seven (laughs) right (laughs) and then after that seventh we will have i believe a responsorial um, no, no, the, then the Gloria, no, and then another... No, there's, there's responsorial psalms in between. Yes, exactly. So there's responsorials for each of those seven. Then you sing the Gloria, then you have another epistle with another responsorial, and then comes the gospel. That is that is the liturgy of the word, the second part. Now, I hope this doesn't discourage anybody, because... And the, the, <laughs> you're right. So... Please listen to the end of this podcast to understand why this is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right. I, <laughs> we lost half, our, lost half of the listeners after yeah, this. Everyone like, just nope. stopped. Um, like. So the And then after the second part, the third part is the baptismal liturgy, uh, mm-hmm. where the catechumens who are supposed to be baptized will be baptized, and also, I think, confirmed if there's any to be confirmed. Uh, um, yeah, I believe so. Yep. And then after that is the Liturgy of the Eucharist. It, at, at the Liturgy of the Eucharist is pretty much the same as usual. Everything just is the same. So mm-hmm. that's pretty much how oh, it Oh, you want to know what? It, the, the baptism actually, from what I'm reading, is that it comes before the epistle. Oh, okay. It might, I it might wrong. It might vary depend on, depending on the different rites. Yeah. So, uh, okay, cool. Well, whatever. There's baptism that happens. Yeah. Um, cool. So let's take it to the very beginning, and I think All it's right. my my favorite part really happens in the first and second part. Although I mean, obviously, all of it's great, right? Um, so at the very beginning, we have the blessing of the fire. Mm-hmm. First of all, how cool it is that we have a fire. Like it's not just a, a right. little fire, guys. Like hopefully, if we're doing it right, there's a, a fire pit right outside. Right. <laughs> And um, this is best um, experienced when, if the sun's going down or if it's a little bit darker. And so we have the blessing of the fire. Now the fire mm-hmm. here is blessed. And after it's blessed, it symbolizes the light of Christ. Mm-hmm. And then the candle, there's a lot of 
um, symbols of Christ, by the way, in, in the liturgy uh, in general, and especially in the, um, in the uh, Easter Vigil liturgy. So we, we bless the fire, and then we bless the Easter Vigil candle, which will be used all year during baptisms mm-hmm. and things like that. And it actually will be used all of the Easter season. Um, and the candle is blessed. There's a, a prayer over it. You know, Christ yesterday, today, the beginning and end, Alpha and Omega. Um, there's a, a specific formula for the blessing. And in mm-hmm. this blessing um, and the lighting of the candle, we now see the candle. And every time the candle is lit, it represents Jesus carrying the light of the world, being mm-hmm. the light of the world. So this this candle is very sacred. And we'll see right. the use of this candle later on, although we won't talk about it in detail. The candle, for example, is dipped in the water, which is representative of a lot of different things and echoes mm-hmm. to the parting of the Red Sea. It echoes mm-hmm. to Jesus being baptized, baptized and, and sanctifying yeah. the waters. So this candle plays a pivotal role and reminds us of Jesus, is Jesus mm-hmm. in, in that form, and reminds us what he does in, in, for our salvation. Right. And another thing that the priest will do is that um, he'll cut the Paschal candle um, with a stylus, and he'll make the Greek letter um, alpha, which will go mm-hmm. above a cross. Um, he'll um, make the omega sign below, and then the four numericals of the current year between the arms of the cross. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's what those um, what those symbols and what those um, markings are f- are meant for. In case if you know, words are like, oh, what are those little things on there? That's that's what it's for. Right. Yeah. And so after the candle is bl- uh, like signed with the stylus, I always thought stylus was a funny word, just because <laughs> when we think of stylus, we think of like oh yeah, for... we think of like a tablet. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So here we are. He the, it, the stylus. It's it's drawn with the alpha omega, the year. Um, they put some these little, like dart incensey things on them as well. Yeah. And then and then the, the priest, um, will, bless the fire and take a take a um, uh, a wick, and light the wick from the fire that he blessed, and mm-hmm. light the candle. Mm-hmm. And then the pre- procession begins, and we, the faithful, follow. Um, it should be a deacon if a deacon's available. We follow the deacon with the candle, if not the deacon, the priest, mm-hmm. and the deacon will will chant, or say, hopefully chant at different parts of the church. He will chant. Lumen Christi, or Light of Christ, and and then we mm-hmm. say, thanks be to God, or Deo Gratias. Deo Gratias, yep. And this is just reinforcing what we are explaining about the candle, is that this is the light of Christ. Mm-hmm. And this is, again, one of the most beautiful parts of this liturgy, and um, just the liturgy and, and, of the church in general. Go ahead. Yeah, and just to try and kind of like paint the image, it's, you're, you're entering into this church, mm-hmm. no light, it's all completely dark and all you have is to guide you through the church is this one lit candle yes and 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 the voice of the 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 deacon as he goes or priest that he you know as he processes in and so we are we are following that light and what that does is like that light and why it's done at easter vigil why it's done specifically at night it's because it's this light that is 
that is like a splinter in the dark yes right yes and so we are we are following that light in spite of the darkness the seeming darkness that is in the world but also calling back to when it was back in the time of christ you know when jesus had had died that was the 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 darkest time in history Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and it's kind of a callback to that time yeah and so if you remember our last episode we talk about how when we enter into mass when we enter into our liturgy we literally take sort of a time machine and go back to that time right uh we we also look at the church and uh pope benedict talks about this in his book spirit of the liturgy the church in itself during that moment of the celebration of the liturgy represents the cosmos the universe and uh just to reiterate what nate said all the lights at this point of the liturgy because you're lighting the fire and there's you're not doing that inside the church that is outside the church so Mm -hmm. as you process with the deacon or priest towards the church now in the church the church actually all the lights are off Mm -hmm. and so that is representative like nate said of the cosmos lacking this light of christ and he becomes that singular hope and so it's it's uh, chanted three times at the door of the church, in the middle of the church, and that, and then when he arrives at the altar, yep. And at the altar, he stands and he faces the people. Actually, when he he um, chants Lumen Christi, which is also significant because the entire time he walks in, he goes and he just chants it. And this time, he chants and he faces the people, saying mm-hmm. Lumen Christi. Mm-hmm. After that, we begin to proclaim the easter proclamation it's called the exalted mm-hmm. so someone will chant right. the exalted which is this song that it, it's a beautiful chant it's it says uh, it, it basically starts exalt let them exalt the host of heavens let mm-hmm. angel ministers of god exalt basically it's saying everyone let's rejoice this is the night that darkness is removed because our salvation has found its completion mm-hmm. jesus the only son of the father, his only begotten son, who paid for Adam's sin, he he has paid for it with his own blood. He has resurrected the feast of the past. It just recalls everything. And at this time, the, the, the light from that Easter candle is taken by the servers mm-hmm. and is passed across the entire church. And right. so this... And, yeah. Go ahead. No, 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 go for it. And so this dark church, this cosmos that's dark, is slowly and slowly and slowly as this light gets passed from mm-hmm. from the server, from the ministers to the people, and from brother and sister in Christ to brother and sister in Christ, this right. very light of Christ engulfs the entire church where the church mm-hmm. is no longer dark, and you can see clear as day everyone around you. Right, and that and that light, that illumination, um, like figuratively and literally represents like us, where we receive this light, and that we are, as Scripture says, the light of the world. Yeah, yeah. This is just a prefiguring of our calling that of what we're supposed to do with that light of Christ, with this mm. good news that's proclaimed in the exalted, and it shows us truly and and concretely as Christians what happens to the darkness when we not only accept the light, 
but pass mm-hmm. on that light. Exactly. And we, and we receive that light from others. Yeah. Honestly, Nate, this part of the liturgy, if like if I've had like a really good Lent, it gets me every time. Like <laughs> not that like I'm in like bawling and tears, but like there's so many feels like in this uh-huh. general portion of my body, like my heart, there's so many feels. <laughs> like <laughs> and like it just it makes you realize again and again sort of the love that Christ has for us to entrust us with that light and to actually give us that light and to right. to say here, like he hands it to us. Yeah. Right? And and that's that that's something that you that you definitely, you know, hit on the head right there. It's like like Christ tr- entrusted to us these incredible things. He entrusted to us the sacraments and to administer them and to to have them and to hold them, you know, to 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 use them, right? Um, mm-hmm. And and to I and I think that is so just very evident during specifically this this, litur- this liturgy because you're getting a a blessed flame. It's, mm-hmm. It is not celebrated anywhere else or or, or other time uh, in the year where a f- flame, a fire, is is blessed and is then distributed to the people, and yeah. and that says, I mean, that's you can ponder yeah. that for a, a long time. <laughs> like that can embody so many different things, you know. Um, and and that I I think sometimes when you know going to mass and getting into the motion of things mm-hmm. um this is a this is a liturgy that is very special and unique where it to me at least for me like it it speaks so much and yeah. it reminds me of so much like yeah like this is like this is there there is more to this than what i i normally see and what i know um and it's 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 a good way to just remind me of of all of that yeah absolutely yeah. And I think if at the very, very least, there's at least one miracle that happens every Easter vigil is that a mother or father's hair is not burnt oh, by yeah. their child holding that candle. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, <laughs> if, if there's proof of Christ being in that liturgy, it's everyone's yeah. leaving with their hair. <laughs> I know, right? But I remember, <laughs> remember last year, um, I remember last year when, uh, when we, me and my wife, we went and you know we had we had the candles and everything and you know we're we're standing there through all the 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 different readings and um part of the 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 the, on the candle there's a little cup where it catches all the wax but it there was like a little gap and so when she was holding her candle the 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 wax was dripping down and it was like dripping on her hand and and she was like i could like feel her like and see her from the corner of my eye like twitching I'm like, what's wrong with you? And she's like, it's the wax. It's the wax. It's the wax. It hurts. Oh, it hurts so much. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, That's so funny. I was like, I am, I am so sorry. Um, and I, yeah. Like she was trying so hard to like be solemn, but like I felt really bad because yeah. it was, it was pretty crucial. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's always nice to have those little wax catchers, but sometimes even those don't work. Yeah, yeah, those uh, will work. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so we 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 digress just a little. <laughs> um, so so we have the as the exalted is being saying, the light is being passed on, and we're holding that light, 
while the liturgy of the word is happening. So I actually, Nate, I just checked even the the USCCB website, and the way that they describe it is the service of light, liturgy of the world, word, then liturgy of the baptism, then the Eucharist. So we'll just continue with that. Okay. So um, the liturgy of the word, the first seven, the first seven readings range all the way from the starting of Genesis, the beginning of yeah. the creation story, all the way down to uh, the book of Ezekiel. Um, I think that's where we end. Yeah, we ended at Ezekiel. And so here's here's what I liken it to. I liken to I liken this these readings and the responsorials that come with it. So guys, take a seat or not really take a seat. Follow the motions and postures because you are yeah. sitting, standing. There's a bunch of different things that you're doing here. Um, or maybe just sitting the whole time. I forget. You might just be No, you're definitely standing for lettuce. Yeah, the you you're standing. Yeah. Um, uh, so it might seem like a long seven readings, um, but I liken it to this and this is how I get through it every year is I liken it to myself traveling with Jesus on the road to Ephesus Mm, mm -hmm. because on the road to Ephesus, he's talking to these two disciples, right? And he literally is walking them through salvation history to yeah. say, like, hey, remember when this happened in in, in scripture, in our history? Yeah. And remember when this happened? And all of these readings speak to a part that, that echo the coming of our Lord and the fulfillment of what he's about to do, which is rise from the dead. Mm-hmm. And the necessity of it. And then, so like, this is like our road to Ephesus, these readings, Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, each of these readings uh, are important in in basically our salvation history. They walk mm-hmm. through our salvation history. Right. And and just and I'm glad you said that because these are not just a um, a bunch of readings just for the sake of a bunch of readings. It's not like they're trying to fill in uh, empty pages in the missiles. Um, so I think if there's money's worth, no, um, <laughs> it, it it is going. It, it all serves a purpose, and you're exactly right. Um, um, it, it, it goes all throughout history and it's really the point of all of it. It, it, yes, to go throughout history and also to, um, have these four shadows of, of the Messiah who is to come. Yep. And then after the first, so the first seven readings are said before the eighth and final reading the epistle from Romans. Mm-hmm. Or depending on what what uh, if this is the ordinary or extraordinary form, um, we'll sing the Gloria. Mm-hmm. And here's the cool part about the Gloria: this whole time you're sitting there just with candles. Right. Right. Throughout all the readings, and if it's dark, it's a little bit hard because if you're trying to follow along in the booklet, you all you have is like the light of a candle, which is still more than what you had earlier walking into the church, which was no <laughs> light, right? Yeah. But then. As soon as the intonation happens for the Gloria, the intonation is the organ being played before the singing starts. So like the first mm-hmm. five, six notes of the of the actual chanting. As right. soon as we start singing it, the lights come on in the church. The actual lights come on and the altar candles are lit. Yep. And... Like Nate said, this is the part, like, if we think of what Gloria is, right, the Gloria is, it's it's a song 
of praise to God, glory to God right. in the high, highest, and and on earth peace to people be of goodwill. We're praising God, we're blessing God, we're adoring God, we're glorifying God. This is this is a hymn to glorify and thank God. Yeah. And again, the fact that this is this Easter celebration, there's nothing more to be glorifying Him for. There's nothing greater to be glorifying him for than what we're celebrating right and so nate and his trusty bells will be ringing his bells mm-hmm. the entirety of the gloria yep it's also important to note even in the extraordinary form that bells are taken away mm-hmm. after uh the the liturgy on holy thursday so we mm-hmm. don't hear any bells and in some in some cases for some of the ordinary form for the novus ordo bells are taken away for all of uh lent Um, right some parishes opt to do that and so this is the first time you're hearing bells and bells liturgically symbolically are a sign of joy and so everyone ringing their bells it's like they're partaking in the joy of the resurrection right and all the things that we were talking earlier, all the things that were veiled, all the images that were veiled and, and covered with these purple cloths across the church, all those are taken down. The, the altar that was barren because of the um, taking away of all the things on the altar from Good Friday, the altar is set and ready for Mass. Right. Hopefully by the end of the Gloria. That's something that they practice for days, by the way. And, yeah. you know, props to all you, you altar servers right. out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that happens during the Gloria. Nate's favorite part. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, after the, uh, the the Gloria, and, and, you know, and another thing, too, to, um, to kind of mention um, is that the Alleluia is sung. Mm-hmm. Right which is not which is something that we haven't heard in since the beginning of Lent. So you bring that back, you bring the Gloria in. Um and then after that, um you you get um you get into your reading. So technically yeah, there's seven readings and then you mm-hmm. have your eighth, the epistle and then you have your final ninth which reading, is the, which is the gospel. Which is, you know, the 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 gospel. Right. Um and and the thing about that um for, uh, if you're, you know, if you're using your missalette and all of that, uh, that that's going to be taken from whichever like year A, B, or C. If you're going to, you know, Novus Ordo, if you're going to traditional Latin Mass, um, um, we're, we're not on a, we're not on a year A, B, C no. rotation, right? Okay, right. Yeah, and so um, after that, after the gospel is um, typically if you're going to have baptisms um, on that day, then you're going to have your baptism. Uh, liturgy where you'll have um and, and sometimes it, or i think from what i've seen most of the time um they're not only just getting the baptism but they're also getting the other sacraments that day mm-hmm. so that would be um, confirmation so with the holy chrism that was just blessed on right. thursday and, right and then their first holy communion yeah later on right, right. yeah um after that and um like after that uh we get into um your you know your your I'll say your general parts of the mass. Um, what we're but, used to, um, yeah. What you're kind of used to, um, and then um, you do have the uh, liturgy of the Eucharist that comes after, um, and then mass kind of continues to proceed. Um, <clears throat> and so, um, you know, it's it is a 
beautiful liturgy. Yeah. Granted, yes, long. Yes. But one of the things that I have I I've thought about is yeah, this is long. <laughs> yeah. This is long, you know. Um but it's it it's also like how long has the world waited prior to Christ? Right. To have and receive its salvation. Right. You know. And I and I think that's something that really, you know, drives it um drives it home as we wrap up Lent. It's this long journey, right? Right. It's this anticipation, this waiting. Mm-hmm. And the Easter visual mass really does that. Like not just because like because of how long the mass is because of the readings no but you're going throughout like with the readings with salvation history for example right you're right. seeing these individuals receive the sacraments for the first time these people who have been waiting right and then you, you after you have attended this mass and you have received communion um you know the climax of the mass it's this just this long waiting and after that you know lent is over and everything has reached its glorious um climax right right and and i think i think it's okay that it's it's long for a lot of reasons yeah yeah if you if you kind of think about even in the context of the triduum right you haven't received commu- you haven't received communion since if you went for example to the uh um service on on good friday right you're mm-hmm. waiting until your Easter liturgy to receive right, communion, right? Exactly. And yeah. and it sort of becomes the culmination of all these things. So the culmin the like that liturgy is the apex of this, that reuniting yourself with our Lord who who is resurrected, right? And right. Ma- making himself present to you in the Eucharist. Um mm-hmm. and then on top of that, on top of the fact that, hey, let's put let's just let's kind of like deal with it because it's long because the world waited a long time which is a great reason i i I, um equate that to what saint bernard says about sort of waiting for the blessed mother to say yes at the annunciation saint bernard Mm -hmm. has this beautiful homily where he's like he's basically like that that split second or that moment where the the angel asks basically consent from the blessed mother to be the mother of god that split moment saint bernard meditates on that and he's like Dearest lady, what is your answer? The world waits for your answer. Do you say mm-hmm. yes? Right? Mm-hmm. In this same way, like this liturgy is the hopeful anticipation of what our Lord is just about to complete in, in what we're celebrating, right? And what mm-hmm. he completed. It's that it's that the angst that has built up over centuries waiting for redemption of the redemption right. of humanity. And aside from that, though, we have to remember, hearkening back to our last episode, that Mass is not just there for us to sit down. This is an act of worship. And if right. if the resurrection is the highest thing that we can celebrate because it is the most important thing that has happened in our salvation, because here we actually are saved, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. then we should do an act of worship that is appropriate and complementary to or at least to the to the best of our ability as humans um complementary to that which we're celebrating 
right? If this right. is the best thing, we're putting our best foot forward in our liturgy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Um, man. Is, dude. Yeah. I'm, see, like, and here we are, and that, that's what sucks, because here we are, we're basically 16 days away from it. Oh, maybe less than that. I don't know how many days we are, actually, as we're recording away from Easter Vigil. But now I'm, like, excited. And I still have the rest <laughs> of Lent to go through. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you <laughs> still have quite some time. And yeah. um, and as we kind of wrap this up, because we're... We, t- time flew by with this episode, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, um, um, you know, keep in mind a couple things, because you guys are going to get this next Monday, which is going to be Holy Week. And um, just keep in mind of just some of the things that are going to be happening. If you're able to go and participate in some of the other uh, liturgical celebrations, definitely do it. You know, you have, um, you know, Holy Thursday, Good Friday. Um, With that, you have, you know, the um, exaltation of the Holy Cross. Uh, You have uh the tenebrae you have all these things that are that are there if you're able to go um even um like this week which by which by the time listeners hear this will be last week um uh if you haven't gone to a pennant service please go or if you haven't gone to confession before easter please please go mm-hmm. um it will definitely make your your preparation um, that much more rewarding um i'm planning on going this week because uh, it's one of our um our final pennant services that we're going to have in our local church um so definitely try to try to get the most out of it yep yeah and and um, i think i ahead. think maybe next year you know we could probably talk about you know good friday and holy saturday yeah and, definitely or holy thursday i'm getting all mixed up right here yeah um but yeah i i think uh we can definitely try to plan that out next time for next year yeah cool awesome uh and i think with that that sort of ends this uh episode the episode that i was so i feel like i'm just like i'm, I'm ready to take a nap i'm just relaxed now i <laughs> yeah so uh when we uh when we record again or when our next episode comes out um it will already be easter mm-hmm. right yep um so uh until until then uh thank you all for for listening and uh we hope and pray you all have a great um rest of your lent east uh triduum and uh easter yeah and thank you for listening to the Holy Smokes Podcast. See ya. Bye.